Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry, the king himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today is yet again a very special one. I have a return guest that I'm so, so glad to have back. It's been so long. So much has changed. So much has happened. Pandemics. (laughs) People have, you know, went all around the world, moved, went on vacation, hiatus, went on sabbaticals. So much in the in-between us. And I'm so glad to have her back because it was a phenomenal episode the first time you came on. And I really believe that it's going to be even greater one because I think, you know, it's really about, it's even more about who you are and more about what has transpired with you and what has inspired you. So I welcome the multi-talented, the extremely, extremely, extremely incomparable Kaya Nova. How you feeling? Oh, God. I feel really good. That was such a beautiful welcome. You made me feel like I've been doing something with my life. So. <laughs> oh, you've been doing a lot now. You've been doing a lot now. You've been doing a lot now. Lily, Lily right before I got on this call with you, I was talking to a friend of mine um, who works in uh, the music industry. And I was like, he was asking me what, what I was doing today. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm planning on um, interviewing Kaya Nova uh, later. Have you heard of Grown Magazine? I led with that. You know what I'm saying? I look, I know. I know how to, I know how to promote something. You know what I'm saying? I led with that. And he was like, he was like, I don't he was like, that sounds so familiar. And then I said your name. He was like, nah, I definitely heard that name. <laughs> he was like, I definitely heard that name. And then I gave him a little bit of a spill. I was like, you might have heard of because from the music too. He was like, I think that's what it is. Oh, um wow. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, you still, yeah, girl, you did a lot. You done doing you done did some things, you know what I'm saying? You done done <laughs> the things, you feel me? But no, thank you. I would love to know, you know. How have you been? Because it has a lot has happened in the world. A lot has happened and since the last time we spoke on this yeah, mic what, what specifically. But how have you been? Because a lot is a lot has changed for you. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what year it was. That I want to say it was 2018, either 2017 oh, or 2018. Okay. Right. So that was either when I like had just moved back to New York City, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Like, like so much has changed in, in very beautiful ways. I think yes. like that's the thing about New York and I'm very blessed to have like all of both sides of my family be New Yorkers. Uh, so like coming back here, honestly, just felt like coming back home, but New York really will test you. Um, and it really brought out parts of my personality that needed to be a little louder, let's say. Mm. Um, and, you know, I was definitely just playing it too soft. I was playing life too soft. And New York definitely brought some challenges my way that told me, like, look, you don't have to be loud with people sometimes. You don't have to stand up for yourself. Like, if this is something you really want to do, you won't have to right. walk in this room and let it be known. So right. I, I couldn't, like, backseat my life anymore. Um, and it gave me a lot of, like, just empowering parts of my character that I didn't have. Like, way mm. more confident, mm. um, way more sure of myself you know, way less naive. (laughs) (laughs) I think I came out here just like, so like, I'm going to be a star and I'm going to perform and I'm going to, and all of that did happen. Um, And then I got to a point where I was just like, life can be so much bigger than this like one dream I thought it was supposed to be. So now I'm like Mm. settling into a life that is just so much fuller, you know, like and just so much more expansive than what, what was that, like 23, 22 year old me thought it could even be. I, I, I think, you know, what inspired me to, you know, bring you back for was you kind of recapping and doing that reflective post on TikTok. And I think it was so, I think it, for one, I think, you know, you've always, like I've, like I've said to you before, like you've always been great with words. And I think being great with words kind of, you know, gives a great uh, pathway to be great at telling a story and find that correlation of um, of just sequential elements to kind of make something make sense and i think it was just the way that you put it it was even the music it was everything it put i was like damn girl like all right this is like this feels damn like i've been been working hard i've been even tiktok to be in my draft for like weeks okay i just be like trying to fine tune them it was you got that one off because i was like i I just i just sat there and i just scrolled and like read you know read what you put with it and i was like damn this is so inspiring because it's like I've been really big on, you know, telling a lot of my friends who feel like they're in this real interesting impasse in their lives to kind of just allow allow the thread to go all the way through, you know, like don't stop and think that there's something wrong or just you need to get off the, you know, get off this ride or give up on a particular thing. Like just 
keep doing it. You know, there's yeah. going to be something that happens that lets you know that you got to do a hard pivot. You don't got to oh, do yeah. it, you know, preemptively yeah. because you either are afraid or it's not working out in a certain way. Or a lot of people are telling you that you need to, hey, you need to do something else. This ain't working in the, in the speed in which uh, they thought it would. But you got to stick mm-hmm. to your plan and stick to your journey. And I think that you are a, a great, a really great example of, you know, continuously growing in whatever it is that life brought you. And the through line that I've pointed out to you is that it's words for you. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. your, your, your grasp around language has been the, the common denominator that mm-hmm. I've noticed just from, you know, being somebody who, you know, really admires and, and, and is inspired by the work that you've done. So it's like, it's, if no matter what it is, that is the thing that's going to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, cause it's like, if, if, you know, if it was when it was the music and when it became grown and when it, you know, was just, you know, in the in-between just being expressions of your life through the tweets, through the various mm-hmm. different writings that you gave. Um, but also just in the way that you helped other people. I think that all those things are, you know, based in the words of it all, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that really, really matters a lot to me. Um, because I am a person who sees that in myself to a degree. Um, it may be, you know, I may do it in, a, in a, a different way, but it feels good to know that, you know, that you can earn what you, you know, what you work for when that's something that yeah. you center into your life and that you still care about. Cause I think we live in a world where, you know, people don't really care about certain things. Like people don't read as much as they used to. They don't consume as much, you know, literature, and they also want things to be kind of, you know, spoon fed to them. It's good to yeah. know that there are people doing it in various different ways and connecting to mediums that shouldn't die and still can be, you know, transformed. Um, yeah, I would love absolutely. to talk to you about about Grown Magazine, because that's the new edition from the last time we spoke. <laughs> and what really inspired you to, like, make this into something that was past, something that felt like, you know, something simple and something that was an outlet just for you? You know, it's funny. I was talking to my friends the other day and I was like, you know, I think I'm Khadija James. Like, I think <laughs> from living single, I'm like, I think I'm Khadija. Like, I have a flavor magazine. Like, where did that come from? Um, big, big, no, yeah. Big, big, think, big Khadija. For real. <laughs> but I think um, grown is just such an embodiment of what God can make happen when you mm. just, like, make the space. Because when I say that I think people look at me like I've been working behind the scenes making all these like super brilliant decisions to like, yeah. you know, get grown to where it's supposed to be. And I'm like, no, the decisions come and I'm just like, okay, let's figure out how to like be the platform that can handle this app or let's figure out how we can like just handle this one thing that's happening and then move on to the next thing. Like I very much have just been like open to what God wanted to make this space be mm-hmm. um, and have been like figuring it out on the, along the way because I had no choice. Um, yeah. So we would get like, you know, emails of like, hey, can you guys come cover this event? And it'll be like, you know, a super big event. Or it'll be like, oh, this celebrity wants to do an interview. Can you guys? And I'm like, how are y'all even finding us? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> so I am just as like blown away by like what it's become. Um, I never intended for it to be this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's taken me a while to get comfortable with the fact that, yes, I'm an artist that also has a media company. Because for a while I was just like, it feels like I'm doing too many things. Like no one's going to take me seriously as an artist that also has a magazine. Like, what is that? Like, you know, like I was, so I was just kind of like keeping it quiet that I was running this thing, which is so stupid, but whatever. It's like, so I silly, just, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, I didn't have it in my bio. I was trying to like just play off like it wasn't mine. And then I was like, you know what? This is me. This is what I do. And then we had people like, you know, Issa Rae come up and like, she really like, inspired me to like own all I do because you know yes she's also you know an actress a writer you know directing now she has a production company and a music label like she has a whole empire around her Um, and even people like Rihanna you know just really spreading their talents and so that gave me confidence to be like all right I'm just gonna figure out and keep moving forward with this um and it's really become such a community and it's honestly saved my my own life because when my days are tough because being a black woman is you know not the easy thing in the world and I feel so alone and so unseen and so disrespected like I literally just like go to grow like whether I just like go to the Instagram page or I like you know check on things that we need to get done like it it feels kind of like like activist work because it Mm. has to be what it is um if I didn't have that I don't I don't know 
I really don't know where I would be like if I didn't have this dedication to something bigger than me. Yeah. Yeah. I I really don't know. <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I really applaud you for, you know, leaning into that because I think that, you know, that's what I felt like my podcast was for me once I found my voice, you know, in it um, was it felt like I was doing something to make a difference because every time I would meet people and they would talk about, you know, from, you know, things, they conversations they've never heard, people they've never known who do, who do a certain type of thing. And I could be like, oh, I know. I've interviewed people who do that exact thing. I've had conversations about that multiple times. Being able to be the difference is um, yeah. a really, really big thing of today. And I think I like, I like, I like the branding around grown. I, I definitely <laughs> was one of those people who definitely immediately seen that it was connected to you. Um, and I and I like the uh, the, the feel that it fe- it feels young. But yeah. it, 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 it feels young. It's funny to say that it feels young. <laughs> And it's called grown. <laughs> but, the, but, but honestly, you know, I don't want to get funny. too nerd out about branding and marketing, but it definitely like it feels like it feels young in a way of like in a like a coming of age type of way. Yeah, you know, like it's it, so it, funny like, that you've been able to pick apart the branding like that because it is very intentional. Yeah. Um, because it, it is, I feel like black women are all constantly stuck between this like you're grown or you're too grown. And then when you actually do become an adult, you still don't know what the hell you're doing. So you're like, I'm still young, but like, yeah. you know, you know, so grown really is kind of like this like loaded term for us, yeah. like where it just means so many things. And one of the things that I always wanted to keep at the core of the branding is bright colors. Cause that's also mm-hmm. something, you know, they tell us not to wear bright colors when you're dark skin girl. Like you can't sure. do this or if you're too dark, you shouldn't wear red lipstick or you shouldn't, so I was like, you know, we're just going to like blast people with color. You know, <laughs> we're just right. going to do super bright, like super in your face. Just these very unique perspectives on things. Um, yeah, all of that is very important. And, and, and I love that because I say all the time, it's so interesting that like black women live in an existence of like, like reaching the age of 25 and looking 20, reaching the age of 35 and looking 25. So it's, it makes sense in a way. <laughs> Of like this yeah. agelessness, you know, mm-hmm. and I think the um, I don't know, it's a lot of very magical things that you can kind of draw out from that in terms of just relative, you know, relative things, you know, and I think that that's why, from a context of just where Black women are of today, being um, kind of continuously pushing past particular statistics, it's an amazing thing to kind of like sit down and kind of understand as to how or why that's happening, because um, because as a Black man, I think we have, you know, certainly fallen into the depths of like this pressure and these like connotations that are put on us. Well, I think for black women, it's almost like y'all have found a way to certainly still be affected by that. Like y'all don't have, it's not like y'all don't have pain, obviously, and don't have Mm -hmm. plight, but for some reason, always use that to fuel whatever the next step is and try your best to bring up somebody else. Um, There's a lot of things that I think that the world can emulate from black women in a lot of ways. And I think that's why I've always been a really, uh, a big proponent of not, not um, cause there's a lot of things when it comes to the idea of allyship. I think for me, it's like, I, I really want to be in community. I don't want to just be somebody who's on the side, just playing support, but I want to be somebody that can genuinely be dependent on too. Um, in various, in various communities that I believe I have genuine loved ones in, not just friends. I have a gay friend. I have a, y'all got a lot of homegirls. <laughs> like I, I love these people and I want to see them, flourish as well. And I, I do my part by creating particular pieces of content to expand people's minds and hopefully reach reach men to understand that, you know, you don't have to hold things back. You don't have to see these inequities as um, something that, you know, that puts you above people. Um, yeah. And I think that that's what makes it a beautiful thing, um, because I think that a lot of men detach themselves of, to relate to that, you know, to the journey yeah. of women when it yeah. can tell you so much about yourself, tell you so much about the people around you um, and give you some context and some understanding to the overall human experience. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of women pay attention to how men show up and a lot of men don't do the same in return. And I think that that's why there's so many gaps in the, the way that we communicate and the way that we relate from a community yeah. context. But, you yeah. know, that's my soapbox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, I really want to, you know, kind of continuously speak to, you know, living and thriving through the mm-hmm. process. And one thing that I really, really enjoyed in that post that you posted 
um, kind of giving that, you know, overall reflection of how the, you know, I, don't, I feel like it was a span. I think you started in college and basically to now. Mm-hmm. And college is so, so, such a formative years for everybody, you know, and just that age range, no matter even if you even don't, even if you don't choose to go to college, that age range is such a pivotal time. And it's so many people who I've seen make decisions. And I you know you've probably seen it going to school in the AUC, people who, you know, leave Spelman, leave Morehouse, leave CAU, and then do the thing. You know what I'm saying? They left and they did they shit, which it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So there is something about like, you know, coming and doing and finding out whatever you need to find out about yourself, yeah. trying out whatever, you know, you know, customary, traditional way of doing a thing. And then something might spark on you or that connection might be made that can really set you up in life and you are, you're on your way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's been too many stories. It's been too many people. Um, And so I think that those years are such a, you know, vital time. Do you, do you, do you believe that a young 18 year old Kaya, which I'm assuming you started school. I'm assuming you started spelling at 18. Um, Yeah. Yeah. what do you think she would say about, I'm assuming what around like 20, which about 28, 27, something like I that? I just turned 29. Thank 29. You. <laughs> Happy belated. But thank you. So damn, yeah. 11 years after, what do you think would be the difference? Would you, do you think she would be surprised? Or do you think she'd be like, bitch, I told you this is what it's gonna be? Like, do like because I, I personally think that my my 18-year-old self would be. He would he would be cool with me, but he also be like, nigga, now you know you could have. Uh, <laughs> he would be also in like, you know, you could have been already here or whatever, whatever. Yeah. It'd be a little bit critical of you, but how would you yeah. say that your eighteen year old self would see Kaya now? I think I said this the other day that I think my younger self. I don't think we would actually vibe. Like I, I think we actually might not even like like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think that um, I think she would be surprised. I think she, there's some parts that she would be like, okay, that makes sense, and then there's other parts she'd be like, how did we? What are you talking about? Like that, that's, that's not what the plan was. And I agree. I also think my younger self would have been like, you know, well, we said by 27 we were going to be famous. So facts. What happened? Um, right. Where'd you Where'd you fuck this like, up? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you know, she's probably like, where's the music? Because I'm still confused. Like you have two singles out. I don't understand. Um, and I think there's just things that come with age that like you can never understand. And I, and I even think about this with like my younger siblings and how I try to give them advice. Cause like, I literally can't give them 29 year old advice. It doesn't matter if, even if they're making wrong decisions, like you can't say like, Oh, don't fall in love with this person. It's not going to work out. Thanks. But that, that young youth doesn't hear that. And so it's like, there's parts of my life that I wouldn't even be able to tell 18-year-old me about because she wouldn't get it. Like, she wouldn't be have the capacity and the perspective of life to understand it. But I will say that my young self, so ambitious. Oh, my God. Mm. That's some part of me that I do miss and I, and I am trying to bring back. But, like, Thanks. that girl was like, it's going to happen. I don't yeah. care how, where, who, what. It's happening. I'm going to do it. I don't care if I got to move. and do. Like, she was just hungry, child. Like, just so much ambition you know Uh almost too much um and (laughs) that definitely is what got me to where i am now just kind of like you know that crazy running on fumes ambition like she really did it and she was i guess i didn't appreciate how different i was back then because i always saw it as a hindrance that i didn't fit into like the typical spellman woman um, and I really tried to conform and I eventually did at the end, but towards my senior year, I, I had to look down a bit more. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember when I first got on campus, like I, I had locks, like, you know, I was a little curvier, like, you know, it, it, that was who I am. And that's literally who I am. But when I was at Spelman, I was like, okay, that's not the look, that's not the vibe, like, you know, the guys don't like that. Like just all this like silly things that affect you when you're young. Yeah. Um, and looking back, like, I wish that I would have just stood in who I was so much more. Mm-hmm. Because the funny thing is, is that now that we're all graduated, I have so many classmates that ask me for advice. And, yeah. you know, that are now, you know, went to school for, like, the sociology and the bio degree. And now they want to be creative. And they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to pivot. Um, 
And, you know, I've been a music major. I've always known that I was going to do music. I've never changed my mind about that. And I realize now how much of a blessing it is to have been that tied to my craft from the start. Yes. And to have never been, even with my parents, my parents never like, what's the plan B? Like, no one ever talked me out of my dream. And mm-hmm. so many people don't have that privilege. Um, and I realized that I was more special than I could even see. Um, because because now I feel like we're all moving towards creativity and art and content and everybody creating something. And it's like, a lot of us were ahead of the game, but you know, being an artist back then wasn't cool and now it is. So like, it's, it's, and I think a lot of us, you know, should be giving ourselves more grace and, and respect for the fact that we've always been in art, always. And you know what, I, that part about just, you know, giving yourself grace is so big because I think that, you know, I too agree that my 18 year old self was way more ambitious, way more <laughs> ambitious than what I am now. And I it's think just 18, 18, we just look crazy. That's just, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 we were nuts. You know what I'm saying? We believe, we believed in ourselves to the highest forms and, you know, and you know, you, you know what it's like to grow up in a smaller, you know, a smaller place mm-hmm. to, to get out and get to a bigger space and a bigger place yep. and to, you know, finally put yourself um, amongst others and like compare yourself amongst others that can really, you know, shit, it was like, Oh, well shit, I made it here and I'm going to make it somewhere else too. Like, it's like, it, it already gives you the fact that you got to that point, you know, just coming to Atlanta for school already gives you even more energy to feel like you can take on so much yeah. more. And I think for me, I was definitely a similar way. And I think life uh, being, you know, welcoming, you know, your, yourself into life always is the thing that kind of, you know, humbles you. In, in a way that you don't even expect. It's like, I just knew once graduation was going to happen, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, gonna, you know, and it's going, and when you get sat down and it's like, no, actually here goes some bills that you didn't know you was about to get. Here goes some responsibilities and random things you didn't know you didn't know anything about. Oh, let's introduce you into adulting. Cause you never, they, you'd never really have been that yet. You thought you was grown, <laughs> pun intended, but here you are. Here's some real true grown ass shit for your ass to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that is what brings down a, a, a sense of our ambition and adds some, yeah. you know, some practicality into our, into yeah. the mix. Um, and now we got to start thinking and making choices in a way where it's like, all right, y'all, I don't have time to play. I don't have time to have, I don't really feel um, as brave as I used to, because I don't want to miss that because yeah. this shit going to cost and it's going to take even more time to get back and to recoup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm tired now. I wasn't yeah. as tired. Then. <laughs> I remember Very being tired. able, I remember me and I remember me and shout out to my best friend, Juwanzu, who I'm going to see tomorrow mm-hmm. and see him for his birthday. Me and him used to stay up late as hell, writing shit. You know what I'm saying? Just talking about things we wanted to do, planning events, planning things we were about to create. Yes. We were doing so much of that on a daily basis. Every single day. Every day. You know, and it's just like, and now, shit, I done fell asleep in front of this computer. Literally, I, I leave my apartment and do one thing, and I'm like, ooh, I'm tired. I'm going back home. Like, Man. I don't... I have no idea. I talk to my film students about that all the time. I'm like, how the hell were you doing so many things? I was in pageants. I was in Glee Club. I'm doing taking these many credits. I'm doing, you know, community service. I'm just like, I did it. I did so much. I did so much. And like, any only time I even reminded of it is when we talk about college. Or anytime people who don't know me or don't know the AUC as a whole, and I just, they're asking me things about how I was in college, and I started telling them things. It was like, hold on, hold on. You did this yeah. all in one year? I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not, just, I was just talking about freshman year, my bad. If you want to know about, <laughs> you want to know about other years, I can tell you, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, y'all did all that then, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, it was so interesting, but I think that I have to understand the, and I think what I've what's made it all come full circle and makes things all worth it is the fear and the anxieties that I had at 18, I don't have anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's like to be that passionate, to be that ambitious, the cost was I was moving because I was thinking that I could lose this. I was, mm-hmm. I was reacting to things in a way and keeping myself busy because I didn't want to be quiet. I didn't want to be still. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is gonna slow me down. This is as soon as as soon as I stop, that's what's gonna stop progress and, and, and put me in a, a situation. And um, but but and but I didn't make enough time for myself. I didn't make yeah. enough time to like to get into me more, 
to like hone into what I needed to fulfill, to feel fulfilled. Cause by the time senior year came around, I was like, I don't want to do shit for nobody. <laughs> don't ask me to do nothing. I ain't doing no motherfucking events. I ain't doing no, I ain't, I ain't speaking on no panels. I ain't doing none of this nonsense on campus. I don't want to do none of this. Don't ask. I'm not around. I don't live over here. I'm coming here, get my little funky little, you know, little few credits left and I'm getting the fuck on. That's how I felt because it was like, I've done so much. I put so yes. much into into that time and also to realize, you know, as I was getting out that I, so much of my passions was changing. You know, I, I admire that you were um, immediately, you know, knew what it is that you wanted to do and needed to lean into. And you knew that that was a creative thing. For me, I, I, I was so, I, I, I leaned into practicality early and it may be a genderized thing or it may just be something, but I knew that I couldn't just, you know, have this like, creative thing that was going to be the thing that led me throughout school. So I, I studied marketing. I studied business. But as I got closer and closer to graduation, I started taking more MMA classes. I started taking more video production, editing class. I started doing all these things that are way more who I am now than then, you know? Yes. And it's like, damn, if I just would have... But it was crazy is I was doing video production in high school. I've always been talking. I've always had like some type of creative outlet. It's just about letting it go, you know, because I feel like I got to show up in a very particular way when it was already there. I've always yeah. been talking, I've always been, you know, a communicator. I've always, you know, I've kept writings. Literally, I, when I went home um, in this past uh, month, I literally found a book of poetry that I was published in at the age of 11. And it was in the poem, it was such a, it was such a gut-wrenching thing to realize because I was 11 years old and I got published in this young author's little anthology of all these other kids in the state. And literally the poem that I wrote was called Art. Wow. <laughs> and, it, and it was breaking down how much I love art and all this is standing the third. And I'm just like, damn, nigga, you was there. You was already there. You didn't have to go nowhere. You was already in your bag. This was your thing. And you could have just cultivated that. But it's, it's the not having the exposure, not having people to pour into that thing. Yeah. Um, because as soon as I, because I think the sad part about it, and you probably have seen this, when you show talents in a particular way that can be used and other used, be used in other ways, people want to suggest things for you. And because I'm a person who likes to speak, it's like, oh, you should be a lawyer or you should be a this, you should be a that. And so I'm like, all right, I don't want to do that. Don't want to do this. But I was definitely being pulled away from anything creative. Yeah, um, I think that back then, yeah, we also didn't have access to, one, what a creative life could look like as well as creative mm -hmm. careers. Like with social media, so much changed as far as like what you can do to work and like make a decent living off of. Um, mm -hmm. So when we were in school, it wasn't like, oh, you should work at a creative agency. You should do like digital marketing. You should, you know, like no one was talking to us about stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I accidentally fell into the world of social media and doing that. And that kind of what led me into the world of just like social media marketing and creative marketing, which I love. Like I it's so much fun over there. It's stressful, but fun. Um, <laughs> so I think overall, it's like creative just didn't, they didn't know where to put us because everything was yeah. like, Either you go become Beyonce or that's it. Like it, it was no other option other than to become a superstar. And for a lot of people, a lot of people don't even want to become a superstar. Like, and sometimes people get to the superstar and realize like, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, um, which is why you have people like Andre at 3000 that's just walking around with a flute because it's like, it's, it's a lot of pressure. To, to be there and to be that high up. And a lot of creatives honestly don't want all of that. They just want to be able to make a living doing the things that they love. And there's so many ways to do that now that we didn't have before. And even with, you know, me having two music degrees and like doing all of that, like my music department wasn't even talking about different creative careers. It was like, you become a superstar or you become a teacher. Like that's it. What else that's are you supposed it. to do? And now it's like, again, just so many things that you can do. And like video production doesn't sound crazy as a job when it did sound crazy as a job in like 2012, you know, like so it's, a lot has changed. And that's why I'm always on my creative friends because I feel like we 
are even like doubting ourselves more. I think artists, like people that have been doing art for so long, we're actually doubting ourselves more. And then there's people that have never really created that are just like, you know, creating everything now. But, you know, so I try to tell people, like my people, that I'm like, look, you have the talent. You you know what you're doing. Some of them have degrees in what they want to do. And so I'm like, please do it. You got it. Please. So there's people out here with like 20% of your talent that are just like out here making moves, making content, getting these deals, doing whatever. And I'm like, there's nothing stopping any of us from taking that on. And you don't have to become like, you know, the content creator if you don't want to. But I do think it's, it's weird. I feel like the artists are now more afraid than we used to mm-hmm. be to like mm-hmm. step out and be who we are. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's why I feel like, you know, you have to, I think you have to make certain decisions to, you know, lean into who you are. Yeah. Lean into what it is, because that's the only way that you're going to really start living and not just surviving and really get to that space of thriving in it. Because I think so many people believe that it's chasing a particular dollar amount in corporate America and a particular status and position will eventually make you happy. And it doesn't. I met too many men who are very unhappy people. Um, and they're, they're, they have a lot of what they want, but are very unhappy people. And, I, and I've even discussed that with so many of my homegirls just about like, men they've dated that they don't understand like why they are the way they are. And I'll give them, I'll give them like just a little bit of little, little peek into the things. And I'll be like, well, I'll put it to you like this. It's all a sham. We don't want to be in charge. We don't want to have to be responsible for nobody. We don't want to be breadwinners. We don't want to. It's a lot of pressure. And so the, the 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 idea that y'all love to like point out how men love to be the small spoon and to not have to make a decision that is we live yeah. off that because because yeah. it's finally it's finally a moment of like not having to be in that role not having to be yeah. in that position um, not having to have it all together because we have to have it all together we're being told that we will never get a break. Yeah. And we have to work twice as hard while we are able to, so that when we do retire, then we can try to be leisurely because of all the work that we've done thus far. Mm-hmm. And you can just live off of that. But imagine that as a life though, you know, like you will never really stop thinking about how stop. you have to provide for people that you never really get a break in that. And that's yeah. sad. <laughs> so yeah. you, so you, you either choose to opt into the game of, of capitalism and try to win that game and still be unhappy or you try to, you know, satisfy your own, you know, your own desires and be like, well, look, I know this might not make me any money, but at least I'm gonna be happy with myself creating something. Um, And then you have the folks who I believe where I'm I'm more so in is finding that fine line where it's like, I got to make money to sustain myself. I got to support people, but I also, you know, got to, got to be happy too. And I'll be damned if I'm not. I'll be damned if I'm not. And I, I think that a lot of people just don't like those ideas, you know? Yes. And I think that, um, scary. yeah. And I, and I, I think that, you know, this is a great segue into the next, next thing. I think that you are a beautiful, beautiful example of a person who, you know, always cling to their outlets of expression um, and like found really, really dope ways to express, you know, something that you felt, something that you were going through, something that you just wanted to get off your chest. Even if it was, even if it wasn't personal, the fact that you just put it out the way you put it out, you know what yes. I'm saying? I love that you, you know, you incorporated, you know, merch with some of your music, you know, I, I, I love, I love those particular displays. And I think that overall, I, I believe that we need to, I think those things are very radical things to do. And they're radical because we need to see ourselves do things in in this broader context of our overall stories. What would you say is the value of the outlets that you've created for yourself? And do you have outlets also that people might not even know that keeps you sane? Oh, um, yeah, I think similar to how I guess like my presence on Twitter uh, began, it's very similar to, to Grown, where it was just like, I never had any intention behind anything. Like I never was like, I'm yeah. going to become person that tweets viral things like you know like that mm-hmm. was not ever my goal um right. but words have always been my thing writing has always been my thing and I didn't even know like I knew that I was like a good writer when it came to like writing papers and like writing mm-hmm. things you know like, I'm, like, I'm pretty good at writing um for sure 
but I didn't know how that could translate into social media, and I really didn't think about it. Um, yeah. But again, a beautiful thing happens when you just allow yourself the space to try and to to be. And I was just so shocked by how many people were like relating to like the smallest parts of my life, like the smallest thoughts that I have. I wake up in the morning and just tweet something. People, oh my god, that's exactly how I feel today. How did you know you're in my head? And I'm just like. I, I, I this is where I am. So I guess we're in this together. Right. And, and I think like it really revealed to me that throughout it all, like we're so much more like than we think that we are. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to keep this authenticity kind of like at the core of everything that I do because I realize like, you know, we just don't talk about a lot of stuff. And people get the right. accolade that you've always wanted or they make the amount of money that you've always wanted to make. And then you just think that's it. You think life's just like, that's it. I just have to make the money, and it's like, no, there's a mm-hmm. whole, there's whole life, and they're still growing and healing and things to go. So I never wanted anyone to think that, no matter what I accomplished, that I just like, and just just like you know, bad bitch that's living her best life. I'm mean, like, yes, sometimes I am, but also like you know, I'm still going through stuff. I'm still learning lessons. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I think that the relation to people in the community through words like really, really spoke to me, and so. The more people gave to me, the more I gave to them. And it's just kind of just been this continuous, like, exchange of things that I'm just so blessed, like, organically, naturally happened. Like, I never could have seen it coming, but it also speaks to, you know, like, years, like you said, you was writing poetry at 11, like, same. I was doing all that stuff, too. And we didn't realize that all of that is, like, training for years. We've been training and writing, and no one knew. And now that work is blossoming. Like, that's literally what yeah. art is. Yeah. And I, 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 I try to, you know, keep that as a reminder to other people too. you know, think about what it is that you did at, a, at the earliest of times. And that might speak to what you need to do more of now, even if it's not your, you know, you should pivot and make that your whole profession. It's probably something that you need to create an outlet with, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I paint now. Um, um, and I've all, but I've always painted, I've always drawn and painted, but it's never been something I cared to show. Yeah, and I so I think if anything, if I didn't lean into certain creative things, I think I've always kept them around me for my own kind of balancing, you know, and my yeah. own grounding, uh, sense of grounding. Um, and I, I think that's that's it. Feels like people need to do that more. Yeah. Um, and I definitely yeah. feel like you know, for 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 black men specifically, we definitely need to. Um, I love the new wave of like um, of men gardening. Because mm-hmm. I think that um, there is so, uh, such an interesting symbolism of like caring for something that really doesn't give you anything back. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in in, con- in context, I think that that's what so many men on the internet speaking to now. <laughs> As to like, well, all right, I'm gonna pay for everything. I'm gonna do this, this, that. What what I'm gonna get? Huh? What yeah, I'm gonna get? <laughs> it's, it's a lot of and, like hurt. I think between between black men and women, there's a lot of hurt and a lot of like trust issues. Um, yes. And they continue to grow the more that we try to have dialogue around them because we're not really talking to each other um, mm-hmm. and hearing each other. And it's, it's a mess. Yeah. To put it lightly, it's, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a big ass mess. It's a big ass mess. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, you know, I, I definitely had a you know point of frustration, I think, at the top of maybe it was 21 or it was last year. I can't remember. But, um, but just, you know, hearing the rhetoric around, you know, men being involved in this medium was one that, you know, really kind of fucked me up because it was like, damn, like not 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 I've been doing this for as long as I've been doing this. And now more people are jumping into it, finding, you know, kind of, you know, immediate success yeah. because they're, you know, the content is so, you know, controversial. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're, they're just catching these viral moments, regurgitating these points that are that have honestly been around for, you know, for decades yes. and have always been something that could, you know, ignite, you know, argument and ignite some type of interaction from people. And uh, and for me to know so many men out here who doing the work and creating the work in so many different ways, like like I know I know men who are not only making content around black masculinity, but around black love, around black brotherhood, around about building ourselves and, you know, healing certain things. But it's like those aren't the things that are going viral all the time. They'll go viral every now and again. They'll have a moment. Usually it's always a celebrity element that's attached to it. Um, but I, but I, but I see a pathway where, you know, there could be some type of, you know, education and growth. 
that comes from those things. Because just like I feel like, you know, the Alice Walkers and the Toni Morrison's did with literature and really gave women, so many women language to describe their experiences and gave them anecdotes that made them feel seen. I think that's kind of oddly enough what's happening with podcasting and for a lot of men. Uh, even if it's a bad, even if it's a bad influence, it's interesting how there's this more leaning into the idea of, you know, somebody saying something that you feel like speaks to you. And now it's creating more questions. It's creating more, you know, things happening that weren't happening before. So I feel like there is going to be a, you know, a, 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 a point of converging where they're going to realize like some of these people they've been listening to aren't good for them and don't have their best interest in mind. And it's just was trying to make some money because they probably yeah. don't even believe in half of these things. Yeah. But, um, and, if, and even if they do, it's, it's not sustainable. Yeah. You'll see what yeah. happens when you kind of continuously have that, you know, lifestyle and ideology through the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, but, but I do want to kind of stay on that kind of, you know, relationship topic <laughs> because I think that, you know, so much of what you're, you know, what you've put out from a, you know, your context of your music and a lot of things that you've tweeted that also have went viral as well. Either are like tipping on two things, either something that you're speaking to about, you know, love and relationships mm-hmm. or something about yourself, you know, some yes. growth things, you know what I'm saying? It ain't always about niggas and dating lives and things like that. It's never always, always about what's going on with your love life. Mm-hmm. But it do be though. It, it do be. be. It, it do be. be. It definitely. It be. <laughs> so, I, so being that you know, the first introduction into this podcast was us speaking about fuckboys. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And it was a time where I wanted to, you know, I think it was a time that I was having a very, you know, uh, revelation with myself, mm-hmm. and you know, I was trying to heal what I believe my, you know, former former version of myself was because I think it was so peculiar i thought i was you know i think i was uh I, you know shout out to you know insecure um i remember relating to lawrence so much <laughs> i remember relating to lawrence so much in that time because it was like damn like this is i i, I know i showed up this exact way yeah. and when tasha was at that damn park telling his ass she was like you want to you a good nigga that's still a fun i'm like <laughs> oh and it just it hit me because I'm like, from a perspective like that, it's like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you are, you are, you aren't over, you aren't over your ex. You aren't doing this right. You are, you are doing too much in this situation because this is a soft place for you to land. And you and you you don't you want to say no more, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? You wanna you wanna not lean into this, but you are. You aren't communicating what this isn't or what this is. Mm-hmm. So yes. This is gonna end you. They end up with you being in the real terrible fuckboy pile of dudes that this person has interacted with. But I would love to know, you know, since then, have you have you had to interact with more fuckboys? Have you just been like fuck all these people? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to deal with none of y'all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I would love so to funny. know how you how it's interacted, how your love life is has changed That's in the changed. years. Yeah, well, I will say the well of fuckboys is never gonna run dry. Um, that, 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 that's always going to be a, a, a plethora just of abundance is always going to be there. Um, but I will say that I I made the decision when I was a senior in college that I was going to stay single for 25. Um, mm. At the time, I was like, I had ended a relationship that I was not the best partner in. And I kind mm. of like take the blame for why that relationship was like so bad and toxic because I didn't yeah. understand. One, I didn't understand love you know okay. as far as like how to receive it um and mm. i also didn't understand why it triggered me so much to be treated well um mm. for, for someone to care about me like why that triggered me um i didn't understand that and i was like i want to figure out things about myself before i'm with someone because i don't want to like damage them because of my bullshit um and right. at the same time you know i'm fresh from college i don't have anything in my life together i might stay in north carolina I might move to new york then i got the grad school, ended up moving to Spain for you. I was like, I, there's no, nothing felt like, yes, let's start a relationship right now. So I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, yeah. Then I get to 25 and I'm just like, still figuring it out. Life is still kind of falling into place. And I didn't feel the need or the want to be in a relationship. So I was like, you know what, let's just add a few more years on this, you know, stay single a little longer. And then I got to like 28, I would say like maybe last year, is when the, the, like the, the flip just switched. And I was like, you know what? I feel ready. 
and my gut mm. that felt ready. Um, yeah. And in that time that I was like committed to staying single, I definitely was dating. And I think that this is what has helped me really understand about like what I want because okay. I was dating. <laughs> I was dating all kinds of people because in my mind I was like I know I don't want anything serious like I know and it's yeah. been communicated between us you know like I'm like not looking for you to be my man we know what we're doing right so I was like with anybody from the bus driver to the man with kids to the corporate banker to the artist still trying to figure it out like I was with all kinds of people because again in my mind their life doesn't impact mine I don't care what you're doing I'm just interested to experience you as a person and vice versa. Um, So that taught me a lot about people. It taught me a lot about men. It taught me a lot about what I wanted from someone, what actually felt like their both emotionally, mentally, sexually, all of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And now I'm in such a place where I'm like, I have no regrets. Like, I don't feel like, you know, I should have dated more. I should have had more fun. I'm like, I dated every fucking thing you're supposed to do in your place. Okay. I did all of that. And I'm so proud of myself for giving myself that place because I feel like as women, we don't do that. It's like, you know, you go Thanks. on like two or three dates that piss you off and you're just like, fuck it, I'm never dating again. Like my man has mm-hmm. to fall out the sky and like come up to me because I'm done with this. You know, like our tolerance for getting to know people is very low. Um, very. And so a lot of women, we don't know how to like, because when I was casually dating, it was like such a radical thing. And I think that's why on Twitter it was, it was kind of like hit the way it was hit because women, black women weren't talking about dating, casually dating, and like casually having sex. And no one's talking about that because that's like yeah. not what you do. Like that's kind of like polish. Like that's not the way to find your, stop, your mate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And loose, was, if you will. Loose, if you will. Right. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, you know, I just wanted to meet people and have fun and just yeah. explore um, and just see what was out there. And I think, again, for a lot of women, we don't, because that's what men do. Men do that's what all the time. Like they, yeah. you know, do whatever. But women, we just like you sit here and I'm gonna wait for my husband and he's gonna pick me and then we're gonna like. And I, I'm not good at waiting on people. <laughs> right. Um, right. So that period really, really taught me a lot about myself. Um, mm-hmm. And now, when I say that I'm ready for a relationship, it's because when I've done the personal work. Too like you know I've had my experiences of, of fun and ups and downs and all of that and there's like I feel like there's like a capacity I have a capacity to give now and I understand what I would be giving and honestly I I want to grow like I'm not coming to a relationship perfect and I don't expect anyone to come to me perfect but it's like I want to yeah. see how we can make each other grow um, and I'm ready to give from like a mature place whereas like if I was trying to be in a relationship at 21 it's like what what the hell I'm gonna give you like I don't have anything to give you what I I didn't so. Now mm. it's like it's dating is still whatever, you know, it's still a mess. Um, but <laughs> I, I just have so much like peace, you know, because yeah. I'm like I know I know what I want and I know what it feels like and anything that's not that I immediately know like it's not that. You know, I don't have to like stress myself out about it because it's been years of doing that selfish every work, like I don't have to do that anymore at twenty nine. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and you know, it's it's crazy how um I feel a lot more equipped. Now, mm-hmm. I literally uh, had introduced a new phase of, you know, a new context of dating to my therapist yesterday. I had a session yesterday and I was telling him about it. it it's the, I don't know. I don't know who I don't know if people get joy from, you know, certain small things they get from their therapist. But I always get joy if he like is like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> Anytime. Mind you, I'm telling him he knows all the other business of my life. But when he really like, hold on, let me know. It always gets me excited, you know. And uh, like it's just funny, but because uh, Lily, Lily, I had told, I had ended it by saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm widening off the pool, like I'm, 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 you know, gonna open myself up to dating older women, and everything. He was like, let me know about how that's gonna go. <laughs> he was like, let me know how that go. And I just had to tell him, kind of, you know, the thing that I'm realizing is how more equipped I am at this age, and how more equipped I am because of the experiences I've been through. And I think a lot of people gotta um, slow themselves down sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think that so many people really need to know that, you know, there are certain things that you haven't been able to learn because of the partners that you've chosen. And, um, and, and that's okay. 
because you could still get that. You can probably get that on your own without even being in partnership. But you need to know that there are certain things you might not have or haven't been able to figure out to be the type of partner that you want to be. And I think um, that's something that I forever am pushing to people now is to lean in on the thing that you can genuinely control. I think a lot of like you speaking to women getting you know, upset and tired with, you know, the act and the the act and the actual action of dating, going on dates and it not going well, meeting terrible people, being on apps, going out in public, having to dress up, be cute, be seen, all those things. Um, and it's just not getting you a result that you feel like you should, you, we want. Yeah. Keep in mind, do what it is that you can control, baby. Don't, yeah. don't, don't overextend yourself to think that you got to do some type of, you know, magical thing to just have this nigga fly into your lap, mm-hmm. but also to don't underdo things either. Like I tell yeah. my homegirls all the time, you're not going to find that nigga at Trader Joe's. Yeah. I get it. But if, from the way that you describe who you want, that man might not be there. Yeah. <laughs> and not saying that he don't shop there or none of that. He probably is a man of convenience. You say you want a man who who, who plans, who does this, who does that. He probably gets Instacart. He getting up the grocery pickup. He not even going to be at the store. He got he got other things to do. You don't got time, you know? Yeah. And so you got to think about these things and go yeah. where they probably will be. And if you can't even at least do that, then you ain't really trying to win. You ain't really trying to yeah. find your person, yeah. you know? Do what it is that you can control and be okay with that. And also set your standards uh, push push out and set your standards based on those things too. Like we don't control people. We can't make our partners do anything we want them to do. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna date a man that that does this, does that. And I was like, oh okay, all right, sure. Like they might do it, but you might find out that that's something they didn't really care to do. And now you yeah. feel like, oh damn, I'm making you do something that you don't want to do. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's it should be it should be something that you can create the space for somebody to feel. And not one where somebody just is coming to do something for you. Yeah. And I think that that's how so much of relationships have been. They haven't really been partnerships. They've been more so just, you know, people kind of coming in and providing a service mm. for all intents and purposes. You know, I think there's more extensions to that idea of a soft place to land. There's also shit, a, a warm place to be, a, mm. a safe place, a safe place to just vent. Yeah. But you don't care about. But that I think the whole idea is that you don't really care about the whole person. All they are to you is just it's just sex. All they are to you is just somebody who will let you in and be vulnerable with them, but you don't really care for the vulnerability back. Yeah. It's all those things. And I think that's what so much of the the toxic connections that people speak to in their 20s is that. It's like, oh, you're with him because you're getting this and he's getting this from you. And y'all are y'all are acting very much cool with the exchange until you don't. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's why a lot of people be in real weird situations, you know, but, but, and, and I think that, you know, nowadays, shit, I think folk boys are very much still very much alive, (laughs) but they, 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 it's a whole different game now. It's, it's different. Yeah. Dating is, dating is completely different. different. Because we're older now and there's more responsibility, you know, Mm -hmm. someone you like, it's kind of like, shit, well, this means I got to start thinking about marriage and buying a ring and saving up, like, you know, and it's just like, you don't worry about the same things um but i think like even when i was dating casual dating space for all of my 20s like removing the result of like us getting into relationship really just helped me focus on like what the experience was and who this person yeah. was and like what yeah. did i learn from and how could i grow like you know like that really helped me not get so caught up in the fact that like oh well you didn't ask me to be his girlfriend like what is this like you know like so i that yeah. was really important for me and one of the things that honestly I always look for in other people is like I want a partner that loves the hell out of their life. Like mm. I, I want to know that you are. Because the saying is like, oh, you should you have to date people that like you or something. Like people always say that, like date people that like you. I'm like, oh, you should date people that like themselves. Because man, that's, that's one thing I've learned about dating, especially when it comes to men, is that a lot of men do not live their lives. No. They go to work. They go to the gym come home yes like they're not yes. doing anything else and not because they don't yes. want to but it's honestly a lot of them don't think that that's the kind of life that they deserve because they're not mm-hmm. where they want to be yet in their career a lot of Facts. them kind of like set these really really hard benchmarks for themselves they're like mm-hmm. yeah until i make a million dollars i'm not gonna like ever go out and it's like yes you are why are you doing that to yourself i have so many friends you that should. do that or it's like until i leave 
you know, this much weight or until I get my, my muscles back up and I'm not going to do this. And it's like, so a lot of men are like, whether consciously or subconsciously, are going through like a kind of like punishing themselves for not being yes. where they want to be at. And it's like, yes. So that to your comment earlier, it was like, you meet them and have all this money and they're still not happy. It's because they're not, they haven't experienced enjoying life fully, to the fully extent, mm-hmm. especially black men. So it's like, I'll meet men mm-hmm. that are like, when I ask them, so what do you do for fun? Like, what are your hobbies? You know, I don't, I don't really do anything. Or even when you specifically ask, like, what pleases you? What can I do yeah. that pleases you? They cannot answer that. Like, literally it's can't hard. answer that. Like, it's hard. <laughs> Oh, it's hard, Kaya. It's hard. It's touching my soul yeah, right now. Well, that's kind of what I mean by like those outlets and like finding out those things, because I, even I, like, I think, you know, I'm done a lot of things for myself to, you know, better myself, uh, my self-esteem, my relationship with self. But like, even I'm still stumped a lot with some of those things, you know, <laughs> um, truly. Like, I remember last year, somebody asking me about like, um, like my hobbies. They was like, like, this is work. Like, yes, it might be cool for you to create all this shit and all that, blah, 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 but this is really work for you. Just by way of how serious mm-hmm. you take it, this yeah. is obviously work for you. What do you do for fun? <laughs> like, what do you do that's, that guy shouldn't do none of this. And I was just like, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm like, cause this is where all my free time goes. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I guess I don't really make space or make time enough for this thing or that thing. And there's things that I have interest in that I want to make more time in. I just don't. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like, there is things that I like to do outside that are have nothing to do, no benefit from nobody else, just truly, you know, a benefit to me that I don't make enough time for. Um, but also to, you know, in context to, you know, enjoyment and, and what brings joy. I think that those things are such very deep things that we don't really make space for mm-hmm. uh, due to everything you just said. Kind of, you know, those hard benchmarks are, you know, really, really, um, really, really, truly like a bane of our existence. <laughs> and they because they really, really feel like so heavy. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my best friend who was just uh, who came and visited me this past weekend, who was telling me about her, just her. She's one of the most ambitious women I've ever known. And she was talking about how, like, a certain amount of money isn't that much money. And I was like, I'm going to tell you something. Men can't think like that. A lot of men don't think like that. And she was just like, what do you mean? I was like, if we sit here and think in each year, oh, all I made was this many thousands of dollars or whatever, whatever which might be more than we made the year prior and more than we've made in life. We can't think like that because we already do it in other ways mm. in our lives. We already minimize our progress and minimize our where we are in life to the umpteenth degree because we feel like, well, I mean, I ain't shamed. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in tech, but I ain't Steve Jobs right. yet. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm yeah, I'm yeah, I do a little bit of music, whatever, but I ain't Jay Z yet. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it really don't matter. We already doing that internally to ourselves. Um, so we have to be like find those contentment points where we can, you know, like find some sense of contentment wherever we can, because we do need to fucking ease up and like smell the damn roses, smell the damn flowers and allow ourselves to receive things. Like I I realized being that way is what made me a bad gift receiver. (laughs) Motherfuckers want to give me things. And I'm like, no, how much money is this? I don't know. I don't want to put you in a bind. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't take it. Like it, it took, like, I think an ex-partner of mine wanted to give me some AirPods uh, that she got, that she was planning to buy with a gift card of Mama Gata. She had to break all this shit down for me, for me to be like, okay, yeah, you can get this one. <laughs> she was like, this isn't my money. This was a gift to me. It's a, it's a big ass amount of money on this damn Apple gift card. I was just going to get this. Do you want some too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 sure. And it was just like, why did I make that so hard? Like, why did I make that a thing? Somebody want to give me a gift, a good thing, a useful thing. And I'm over here like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want you to. Uh, and it's like, that was how I knew, like, damn, this shit is really a blind spot for me that I need to, like, make more space and time for. And uh, and I hope that a lot of people, you know, listening really feel seen in that. And I also hope that 
when you do have for for people who happen today, men who have this same, you know, hurdle to get through, because I think it's a very much a general thing that a lot of men kind of got to acknowledge and get past. I hope there's some grace on, you know, to their partners, you know, from their partners, because they don't know that that's Mm -hmm. how they show up. They don't know that they really aren't really that. That's why motherfuckers don't come off that excited. You know, it's like, my nigga, we in Jamaica. Why aren't you happier right now? I'm, I got these braids. I got my nails done and shit. How come you are not smiling? You just sitting here just sipping your little cocktail. I'm over here making videos and pictures. You just there with your trunks and your tank top and your shades. Big just like, yeah, I'm in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. big. Don't even not even, know. can't even really get into it. Cause you, cause I know what that feeling is. I've done that before. I've been on vacation with, with partners and been like, my mind is everywhere. I was like, all right, so we gonna have to go from, um, from here to here today, the itinerary. We're gonna, I'm probably trying to spend about this much money. We're going, mm-hmm. How much they gonna cost? We're going on an excursion today. So I got to remember yeah. to get up early. To, I, I'm thinking I'm still doing this thing instead of allowing myself to fucking relax yeah. and be on vacation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's so weird. One, one thing that I think I noticed with men is, uh, with the difference between men and women and how you know this is a real thing is if you ask people the, the philosophical question of if you had all the money in the world, what would you do tomorrow? A lot of women speak to not doing nothing. They was like, I chill. I would do this. It'd, it'd be a lot of inactivity. Men speak to all these things, these actions. Oh, well, I'll finally be able to do this and I'll finally be able to do that. And I'll buy this and I'll buy that. And it's like, damn, even when you got everything you need, you still want to work. You still want to do something. Yeah. It says so much about how we, how deep it is, but you know, to each his own, to each his own. Um, we've done so much. We've said so much, Kaya. I appreciate you so much. Um, you've grown, you've grown, you've grown so much. Pun and, I, and I'm glad, <laughs> and I'm glad to, you know, to be a, a witness of it and a supporter of it, because I think you are, this is just a, you know, this is just, this is just the first act for real. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You got so started. you got so much more more life to live, so yeah. much more to happen, you know? Um I, I let me let me bring up my love, let me bring up my little music. Uh <laughs> but I, I I have one more thing I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is coming through, but this is a send it on portion of the episode where it's a call to action. Sometimes I like to, you know, put this into a space of where you could put, you know, get some words of wisdom, tell people to do something. What I want you to do is tell the people words to live by. And um, right now, like, what do you say are the best words to live by that you're living by now that you would love to share with other people? Mm. Um, you are deserving of help. Mm. Say that again. You are deserving of no matter where you are in life, no matter how accomplished, you will always be deserving of help and have the right to ask for it. Um, and that's just something that you have to have to believe every single day. Like you don't have to do it all by yourself. You were not put here to do it all by yourself. Humans are social beings. We're supposed to be talking to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and you and you don't have to carry the weight of your dream in your life by yourself. Mm. Ask for help. <laughs> I needed that one, girl. I needed to hear that one. I ain't gonna hold you. Ooh, yeah, that's it. That's it right there. That's it. That's it. Community is everything. Yes. And people need to lean into it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say something if you need something, you know. Um, and um definitely take that help. Take Receive that help. that help too. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Kaya. Please let everybody know how they can support you and follow you everywhere. Um and um, make sure, make sure y'all support because she is a great person to support. You're going to be entertained. You're going to be put on. Um, you're going to be put on. You're going to be informed. You're going to yeah. get all the things. So it's a, it's a great it's a, it's a great person to definitely connect with. Let them know. Um, yes, I am on all socials as the um, working on new music that should be out later this year. I'm very, very excited about. Um, you can follow Grown at GrownMag on Instagram and It's GrownMag on Twitter. Our sixth digital cover is coming out very, very soon, and there's someone very, very special on the cover, so you're not going to want to miss that. Um, mm. And yeah, I'm trying to get on threads and still, but see if you can talk, because I'm old. I'm a millennial. It's going to take me a second. But, but Man, yeah. It's <laughs> no, that's way too much. I thank you so much, Kaya. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you giving me your time. Um, 
This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a great one, as always. Uh, I am Rodney Perry. You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore Memoirs. Follow the podcast on uh, on IG at Simply King Pod. Uh, follow my business page at Life is King. If you need anything digital marketing or creative production related, give me a call. Get a consultation today. Um, I appreciate y'all for, for tuning in and always supporting and sharing. This is, as I always say, family size content. So you don't want to, you know, you'll be crazy to eat that whole bag by yourself. So go ahead, give some somebody else. Share it around. You feel me? I appreciate you. I appreciate you. This has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. I've been Rodney Perry. This has been the incomparable Kaya Nova. And this is Simply King. Peace. Keep it.